How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. All right, welcome back to Bacon Wrap Business. I'm Brad. If this is your first time ever listening to the show, thank you very much. I hope you enjoy it. If you're on iTunes, click the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. And if you are listening on the blog post, you can also subscribe on iTunes or to the newsletter where I send this stuff out uh, and let you know whenever a new episode is live. Today, we are going to be talking to Alex Tooby, an Instagram marketing expert. But before I introduce her, let me tell you about our sponsor, Stiletto Coffee from StilettoCoffee.com. Now, I've got a very uh, warm place in my heart for this company because it was founded by my wife with a little bit of help from myself. It is for driven women with exquisite class and a touch of class, <laughs> sass. Um, but I do invite you to go check out if you are a coffee drinker or you've got somebody that you'd love to give coffee to as a gift, I encourage you to go check out stilettocoffee.com and see what we're doing over there, both because it's awesome and two, as a marketing study of what we're doing. Now, um, that being said, let's introduce you to this 26-year-old from Vancouver, Canada, who has built a targeted, engaged, and profitable following of over 385,000 people and growing. So whether you are trying to build yourself a brand and use the highly engaged Instagram to do that, or you just want to figure out a little bit more about what this is all about and see if there's an opportunity for you, tune in now. Actually, you are. So let's get to it. Let me go pull Alex onto the call. Okay, so let's get to it. Alex Tooby, welcome to Bacon Wrap Business. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. This is um, this is going to be a fun conversation for me because I am I am new to the world of Instagram marketing. I've been a <laughs> I've been a direct response uh, marketing uh, guy for most of my career, and it's and that's usually you know branding has been a part of it, but not as much. And social media has primarily for me revolved around. Uh, doing Facebook ads and other ads and trying to get people to take an action immediately as, right. as possible so that I can return on investment. But right. so recently, since uh, my wife and I launched our Stiletto Coffee brand, this has been a new world and we've had to look at the world of uh, Instagram, even Pinterest, although I'm a little more interested in Instagram here, and build up a, a real tribe and a, and a brand and a feeling for this. And as I mentioned offline, I stumbled across your site. I think it was Women in Coffee and Men in Coffee, mm-hmm. and I uh, and then I and then I noticed you had uh, you know InstagramMarketing.com, which I saw that Facebook <laughs> gave you a little slap on the wrist. <laughs> yeah, actually, Instagram gave me that slap. But nice. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, so I've since moved to AlexTuby.com. Exactly, AlexTuby.com, and you are you are teaching people how to uh, how to build and monetize a a a really good Instagram following and helping people avoid some of the mistakes they've made. So tell me a little bit more of just about you. Like, what were you doing before you got into, uh, you know, to Instagram marketing, and how long has it been? Um. Well, I started the like Instagram specific business probably in July. So I don't know. That puts us at six or seven months. But prior to that, um, I feel like everything like my whole life has just been a series of exit strategies um every job i ever had i was always 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 working you know behind the scenes trying to make money online like trying to figure out some way that i could stop working for somebody else um so my background is in graphic design and print technology so i worked for multiple print shops you know doing graphic design actually operating an offset printing press which Oh wow! It's probably the most like hands-on masculine job I've ever had, but <laughs> it was awesome. I liked it, and you know I could have continued on doing that, but yeah, I've just always, ever since I was young, like had this desire to work for myself. So, um, following that, you know, like I did, you know, I did selling on eBay, I did affiliate marketing, like just basically anything. And the funny part was that I 
you know, pulled myself away from having a in-person boss to doing affiliate marketing where I was making money for somebody else. So it like, it was just funny how I ended up there, but I eventually made the decision, Hey, I need to start doing something that pays me. And I have people working underneath me and not, you know, the other way around. So, um, I started a social media consulting business. So I was working with a few people, a couple authors, um, a few reporters here in Vancouver and just helping them manage their, you know, Twitters and Google plus and whatever. And it was, you know, fulfilling. It was what I was interested in doing. However, I just, I felt, you know, I was competing with all these other social media managers, like trying to, you know, be the best at every single platform. And then I realized, you know what, I really like Instagram, like I'm getting the most return on investment for me, maybe not monetarily at the beginning, but I enjoyed it the most. Um, So I decided, you know what, I'm going to stop being a generalist, and I'm going to start being a specialist. And that's when I decided to just focus strictly on Instagram. And I think that's really when everything started taking off for me. And, you know, now here I am. (laughs) That's awesome. And I think that is so smart. You know, I've actually made that mistake in my life of being too much of a generalist. And when I started to specialize, I started to see a lot more uh, a lot more results. And the nice part is if you do have a general knowledge and background, but you put yourself out there as a specialist, people will seek you out for that. And there's so many more things they can help you can help them out with. So that's really cool. So so what made you decide was was the men in coffee women in coffee were those two brands um were those your first real stabs at this or where did you try and fail some other stuff um yes i would say those were my first men in coffee was my first real stab at it um obviously i had a personal account but um that was just a jumble of things that really was not taking me anywhere <laughs> um but yeah so you know a friend and a a friend and I had a conversation one night and we were like, oh, you know, men drinking coffee. The coffee culture here in Vancouver is really big. And we just kind of thought that two things we like coffee yeah, and exactly. sexy men. And so, you know, after that night, I go home and look on Instagram and nobody was doing anything like that. And I was like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I feel like people are going to like it. So I just, you know, made the account and um, started uploading pictures from there. And it took off like really quickly. So Um, I would say, yeah, that's where all of my learning happened and, you know, how to really build a community, how to make sure it's engaged and my followers like care about what I'm posting and obviously how to monetize and get publicity and all that kind of stuff really happened from Men and Coffee. So nice. So so you give a quick explanation to the listeners because this is yours. I'd love for you to do it Mm -hmm. Uh, because they're, they're listening on a podcast and. Uh, who knows if they're also going to Instagram slash men and coffee or women and coffee. What is the, uh, what's the site all about? Both of them. Like what are, tell them what they could expect if they go there. (laughs) Well, the beauty of the account is that it's simply exactly what it sounds like. It's men and coffee. So every single picture includes a attractive man drinking coffee um, or an attractive woman drinking coffee. And that's basically all it is and you know I've found that I have the most success from these accounts because I stick so strongly to that focus so that's something maybe we'll talk about later on but um, you know a lot of people will start an account and they'll post about their food and their kids and their cats and whatever Mm -hmm. and it's it's too it's too um, diluted so Basically, you see the link, Men and Coffee, you get there, and that's what you get. So that's why my audience loves it so much is because I'm providing them with what they want. Yeah, and well, and that's probably, you know, if you are an influencer, celebrity, an individual, like a personality, it, mm-hmm. and you're not necessarily trying to be a, 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 a guru where you're teaching something, it's probably fine to give people uh, a look into your personal life and posting pictures of this in your life. But exactly with what you're doing, you're building up – uh, kind of a brand and a and an interest based uh, community there. So if you were to post pictures of what you're eating today, your lunch, it's totally off brand. So it's probably going to hurt you. And I think that's whenever you go to your page, it's got this beautiful congruent brand feel. Mm-hmm. That uh, is probably been why it's been growing so much. Why do you think men in coffee has grown like ten times faster than women in coffee? <laughs> um. The ladies like looking at boys, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I will, like, demographically, there are more women on Instagram than there are men. However, I don't really know if that plays that big of a role into it. But um, I did start Men and Coffee first, and it received a lot of publicity. So um, 
almost, I think it was just maybe three months after I had started, I already had about 10k followers and the Daily Mail UK reached out to me and it's so funny looking back on it because I remember the subject line was like press inquiry and this was the first time I'd ever received something like that and I was like, oh, this is interesting. They're like, we want to interview you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, sure. And tell kind of my family and my brother and he's like, I don't think you know like how big of a deal that is. Like, <laughs> well, it's no. just a little blog, right? It's a little blog. Yeah, once exactly. talk I'm about like, me. oh, the Daily Mail, I don't know. And then 24 hours later, the article came out and then like I grew like... I don't know, 40,000 followers that day. Or really? Something. Wow, yeah. that had to be nuts to see that in your feed. <laughs> yeah, so then, you know, other articles started coming out. Um, since then, I actually have a print article in Cosmopolitan Singapore, which is, like, really? mind-blowing. Um, so, yeah, so I think the publicity really obviously played a big part here. Um, Women in Coffee got a few articles, but nothing to the same extent. So that that's awesome, though. Yeah, I mean, so the the, the press is one of the things that really gave you that boost, and then continuously posting quality stuff that's on brand. People right. knew what they can expect is what helped. So I have gone to uh, is it is it just alex2b.com because I can't remember since you switched it, but yes. you you have an email course for free. That you go over a handful of the steps. I think my course, Good Timing, just finished today, my, the free version. And you t- touch on some of the big pillars and the big points of what it takes to really master creating a, a community on Instagram. So can you go over just briefly what those – I think there's like five or six of the main right. topics, kind of what those are. But, cause, but then I want to dive into some more specific questions that I know I've got and anybody else who's even thought about marketing on Instagram or whatever is going to love and probably have those questions too. But let's start with the foundation first. What is the, what are the main things that people need to take into consideration when building out their Instagram following and, uh, you know, throw in a few mistakes that people make? (laughs) Sure. So first of all, I'll just say that, you know, apart from men and coffee now, kind of my focus is helping people with businesses succeed on Instagram. So, um, Yeah, anyway, so I'll just put that there. So the course is more so um, directed towards people with businesses. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so the whole point of the course was really to teach people about how important having a strong foundation is because I think a lot of people, they get on Instagram and they're like, okay, I'm just going to upload a bunch of pictures and, you know, know, uh, promote my product and people will buy it, right? Which doesn't really work as well on Instagram because like you kind of said in the very beginning of our conversation was that it's about building that tribe and that community and, you know, building relationships with your audience rather than, you know, buying ads like you would on Facebook to try and get that quick sale. So the foundation really is all about, you know, sharing high quality content. I feel like um, you know, the, the quality of your content directly relates to the quality of customer or audience you will attract. So if you're uploading really crappy content, it's low quality, it's blurry, whatever, you're going to attract a cheaper customer. Um, so high quality content is super key. Um, having a bio that's written specifically for your audience, so they need to know you know, right away what your business is about, what your expertise is, what they can see on your page or expect to see on your page. Um, And then obviously you only get one link on Instagram. So you have to really take advantage of that. And I always tell people to include a call to action within their bio um, to click that link. So um, there's that. And then um, that would be the foundational stage, I'd say. but from then on out, let me just, I'm just going to pull this up. It's going to be easier if I okay. pull up my lessons here. And I was, I was really impressed at how, how good your, your free email marketing course was. And I know you've got one that you actually sell, which probably goes deep into depth. But one of the reasons I'm complimenting you on that is because a lot of people will do, uh, you know, the opt-in for this email series on X and it's usually they've kind of phoned that one in. They it's usually the most basic stuff and really you know kind of thrown together quickly, but it looks as though you've taken some real time into creating something valuable. And I've went through every single one of them, so I'm I'm letting folks know that I'm endorsing your email ser- your email series on that uh for sure. And Yeah, no, that's great to hear because I I mean, like most people, we do our competitor research. So I've signed up for a lot of other people's Instagram e-courses and I'm always like so disappointed cuz they're just like I feel like people just they 
they tell you. So they say, you can make money on Instagram. Like, but I work more from a teaching perspective. Like I want to teach you exactly how you can do that. So when I sign up for someone's email, like I want to receive value. And when I don't receive that, I'm like disappointed. Right. So. Yep. No, I mean, it it takes a little extra work to put in the quality, but uh, I mean, it shows both on the Instagram, but also on the, uh, on the follow-up. So you said you were pulling something up. Yeah, I'm just actually pulling up the email course so that I can go over what I included. But I would be interested in asking you if you thought the information was overwhelming for someone who's not totally... Not in the least. No, not Not in the least. least. I mean, I'm I'm just getting started with it. As I'm a guy, I didn't use... I mean, I barely used Instagram in my personal account. And I just did it. Like, I was taking pictures and throwing them up there like, uh, okay, whatever. Wasn't trying to build a brand. Wasn't trying to do anything. So I was about as new as it gets there. Granted, I have this extremely advanced intellect that picks up quick. <laughs> no, but okay. I mean, I get it. So I, like, I, I, I'm a quick le- quick study and I, I kind of get it. And I, But I've been getting it, although your stuff has really helped. And there's a lot of stuff that is um, it's elementary once you understand it. But in the beginning, you're like, oh, I never even thought to do that. And it is a slow sale in Instagram. It can be really effective. And I've heard of people killing it with mm-hmm. sales, but they don't go in for the kill. It's almost, it's like, it is, that is real attraction marketing. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because, you know, I, my business model is totally to give value, you know, first and then ask for money later. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was worried that maybe I gave away too much value, but that's, I don't think so. that's here. Nope. Um, so yeah, so we kind of talked about, um, you know, having a good bio, you know, a call to action for your link, uh, quality content. Um, the next thing I sort of touched on with men and coffee is having a super strong focus. So um, your account needs to focus on, I would say, one to three things specifically. So, you know, just for a random example, if you were like a fitness trainer, you'd only want to post about, you know, your workouts and your nutrition. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to post about like your kids and your pets or whatever, that same concept. So you need to keep it really, really streamlined because as soon as you start diluting it with other stuff, people get confused. They forget why they're following you in the first place. And then, you know, it never really leads to anything. Yeah, and do you find that some people have that that there's a resistance there because they think, well, but I want to connect with my, I want to let my audience in on my personal life because I think it'll make them connect with me more. I could see that being some uh, some people's resistance to just keeping it really focused because they want to try to keep. There's this big move towards authenticity um, and letting people see who you really are. But what you're saying is that that's fine, but with Instagram especially, it's 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 more effective to have that cohesive branding. Right. Cool. Absolutely. And I think that that's a valid point, though. People definitely are concerned about that. And I'm not saying you can't humanize your brand and include, you know, personality and pictures of you if you want. Um, but what I always tell people is that if you're going to include a photo of yourself or something about yourself, it still has to relate to the focus of your account. So... You know, if, like we said, it's a fitness account and you post a picture of yourself, you're not going to say, oh, I went to dinner last night with my boyfriend and it was awesome. You're gotcha. Gonna say, I went to dinner and I chose the healthiest meal on the menu and, you know, I chose it for these reasons or whatever. So I think you can include your personal life as long as it still relates to your focus. Um, and I think that, you know, including your personality doesn't mean you have to post a selfie. I feel like you know, on my business account, which is Instagram.com slash Insta with Alex. Um, I don't, I've never, I think I've maybe posted one picture of me like way back in the beginning, but I like to include my personality in the way that I type out my captions. Yeah. So when you read them, you can kind of like almost hear my voice and the way that I'm saying it and it's in my own words and it's not super rigid and businessy or anything. Um, so that's another way to convey your personality on Instagram. Yeah, I, I love that. So the some of the questions, let me let me dive into some of the more specific questions that, that I personally have as I've been going through. And these are not necessarily in any uh, you know real specific order, but these were the questions that I had, like just you know for the Stiletto Coffee Instagram that I'm building out. So one, how did you get people? So one of the one of the cool things that you've done in um, Women and Coffee and Men and Coffee is, I mean, these are almost all user-generated content, which is beautiful. And by saying that, I mean, it's 
for the most part, correct me if I'm off base, but it's other people who are posting their own pictures like a hot woman with, with coffee or a hot man with coffee, and they're tagging you in it in, in many cases, and then you're, in essence, reposting it, sending a little love back to them, but you're not creating all of this stuff yourself, right? No, that truly is the beauty of both of those accounts at this point is that 99% of it is done by somebody else. Yeah. So along those lines, how did you, when you were getting started, how did you get people to tag themselves with, you know, men in coffee, women in coffee? I mean, did you just reach out to them? Did you just start randomly posting them and then tagging them in it and then starting to just get that going? What was the genesis of that? Um, yeah, I mean, straight from the beginning, I included that in my bio. I said, use the hashtag men and coffee for a chance to be featured. And, you know, at that point, I just kind of did that. And I didn't really know if it was going to take off or not. Um, but yeah, um, I would go, you know, I would look through. So I obviously I would start with different hashtags just to find some content. And if I found a guy who, you know, had a feed where he looked really good and sometimes he had coffee or whatever. I would comment on the photo and I'd say, this is a great picture. You should use the hashtag men and coffee. And, you know, some Mm. people might think that that's a little spammy, but that is how I started in the beginning was I kind of just, you know, started creating that awareness. But really, you know, I focused on building that community and building up my following. And basically the larger my following got, the more the people wanted to be on it. So yeah. They, they started using the hashtag not because I told them to, but because they're like, well, if I use this, like I might get a chance and it might be my moment and my 10 minutes of fame on this account or whatever. So, um, yeah, so it kind of really took off on its own um, with a little push from me. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I think people just really want to be on the account once the numbers get up there, right? Like you would want your coffee to be on the account with 300,000 followers, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I would be taking my shirt off and with a cup of coffee and (laughs) tagging you in it immediately because I've seen some of these, like they get like 8,000 likes or whatever. Um, And I imagine that like if I did that and I'm tagged and um, and it's a a good, sexy picture that I'm going to that my followers are going to go up just because people see that on yours and they follow the link because you're always tagging that person in the link. Totally. Yeah. Um, and just a little side note on that is that, you know, the people who, so if you, if you take your shirt off for this man and coffee picture and I share it for you, but on your feed, you never take your shirt off again, or there's never a picture of you, then the amount of followers you're going to get from me is not going to be as good as if you consistently have, you know, great photos of you with your shirt off or whatever. Kind of shows you how consistency pays across the board, right? Exactly. So you only really want, like, you'll get the most bang for your buck if you, if your feed is really in a, in a line with the feed you're being featured on. Mm, that's, that's really good to know. Have you, have you heard back from any of the men uh, or women, but like the men is the one where you, you've got the most octane on that one. Uh, have it, has anybody reported like, whoa, I got 500 new followers since you did that? Have you got any anecdotal? Um, yeah, I've had someone tell me they got over a thousand. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, and I actually monetize the account by, you know, people will pay me to be on the feed. So, oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, I it's it's kind of hard to track it you know, specifically, like I can't say all of this person's followers came from me, but if they had a big surge, then chances are good. Um, But yeah, so, you know, not only do they get more followers, but their picture is higher up on um, the top posts. Yep. Hashtags, I don't know if you're familiar with that. I am. Um, But yeah, they just get exposure, right? And my account, most of the people who I feature happen to be models. So their whole goal is to get... Yeah. You know, get spotted by an agency or whatever. So see, I thought those were like everyday Joes, and I was like just feeling really bad in comparison. I'm like, is that the average guy out there? <laughs> well, you know, I do do my best. Like, it's so funny because there's a, a bunch of other accounts that are like hot dudes doing this and hot dudes doing that, whereas Men and Coffee is just men. It was never supposed to be like the hottest guys ever. Um, so I do my best to show a variety of people and a variety of different styles, like, you know, clean cut guys, tattooed guys, whatever. Um, you know, obviously different races and stuff like that. Um, but since all the publicity that I got, a lot of it was from, you know, Cosmo and people and MTV. And that brought a lot of people over to my feed that really like the guys with their shirts off Mm -hmm. and the holistic guys. So, 
you know, I had to kind of change my trajectory and start appealing to them more. Um, so yeah, in the beginning it was more about the coffee and now it's definitely more about the men, but that's what they want. Nice. So. so do our, are all of the, like on men and coffee, are all of the ones that get features, are they, are they paid or do some of them just get? No. Oh no, absolutely not. It's like 80% is just free. Okay. I just pick the best ones and, um, and you know, I get so many direct messages, which is usually where I kind of, you know, negotiate a deal, but I have so many messages that sometimes I'm just like terrified to even look in there. Oh, so I imagine. I'm yeah. Definitely leaving money on the table, but you know, I have other things that I'm focusing on. So sorry. No, I like it, but that's, that's good. Okay. That's kind of how I kind of figured. Okay. Do you use, so there's a lot of, um, or there's a handful of different automation tools out there. Like I have, uh, I've played around with Instagress dot com and I've seen I've seen a handful of other ones out there. Uh, do you a recommend people use any of the uh, automated tools out there? And if so, which are the ones you kind of like? Or if not, you know, you can explain that too. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna burst a lot of bubbles here and say no. Um, you shouldn't be using Instagram. Um, okay. And the reason why, before anything else, is that it's actually against Instagram's terms of service. Um, to use automated programs like that. So, so if you care about your brand, you may get it shut off and it's more exactly, risk than it's worth. Exactly. So most of my clientele now are business owners. So I tell them, you know, like if your business means anything to you, you don't want to risk it. Right. And the, you know, a ton of people use Instagram and they get results and whatever, and you know, they never get banned, but there's still the chance that it could happen. So it's totally up to you if you want to take that risk. However, I do say, like, if you're creating an account like Men in Coffee and you're just kind of, like, trying it and just seeing what happens, then, you know, whatever. I'm not going to stop you from doing that. Yeah. I, you know, that's your decision, and, yeah, you can do whatever you want. So if it's just kind of, like, a fun account, then go for it and see what happens. But um, the other thing with those automated programs or software is that most people can tell it's automated so if you put in a couple comments that you want it to leave for you like you know the worst thing is when somebody posts like a, a video and you comment nice, nice pic <laughs> right? like then someone's like okay hey, what is wrong with this person i'm not gonna even look at their page never mind follow them right, right. so um yeah so it just like I kind of said earlier on, I feel like high quality images attract high quality customers. It's the same. If you are automating everything, you're going to attract other people who are automating stuff. And then you end up with an unengaged audience, which, you know, doesn't make you any money. Yeah. So is it the manual version, though? It sounds like a lot of work because I know that one of the strategies to get a lot of followers, I mean, you can post a million pictures out there and they're great pictures, but if you're, it's like kind of if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around to hear it. Um, and I know that one of the, the best strategies is to find, uh, you know, the followers of certain, you know, you like, you know, I'm getting tongue tied here, but you, you, you follow the followers of people who are like perfect to your demographic. Like maybe mine for the, you know, for stiletto coffee, maybe it's another coffee company, or maybe it's a, a woman who fits the demographic and I follow her followers or I follow and then like a, follow one of their followers and then like some of their photos, but that's a very manual process. But is that something that you just still recommend doing is spend some time um, to it manually? Yeah. I mean, I'm not against hiring a virtual assistant or, you know, somebody to do it for you, but I wouldn't use software. That's all I'm saying. Okay. But, um, but yeah, it is, it is a time commitment, but I do find that, you know, with most good things like the more effort and work you put into it the more you'll get out so um that's part of the game um but i think a lot of like in the beginning you'll spend more time than you will later on which is why you know my whole free e-course is all about you know building this strong foundation because once you have that strong foundation it will work for you long term whereas if you know you just start implementing instagram straight from the beginning um it might not you know, serve you over and over as long as you want. So, um, yeah, it takes time, but, um, like I said, you can definitely get people to help you out or, you know, um, hire someone or whatever you got to do. Totally. <laughs> so now you talked a minute ago about, um, you know, one way, one of the ways you monetize this is, yeah, you get paid for, I guess you'd call them shout outs a lot of times. That's mm -hmm. one of the names. What are some other ways 
that let's just say, I mean, you know, the most obvious way to monetize an Instagram account is if you have a business and people are coming and then buy, going to your link and buying your stuff. That's one way to monetize it. But what you're obviously monetizing this in a different way. And this, you know, in the history of humankind, we are we've never had the ability for more people to create an income by playing as we have right now. Like you could literally, and there's so many people out there just taking selfies. You know, if they're hot, they're taking selfies, they end up getting paid for this. And if you create communities on this, and it's really mind boggling that right. if you're willing to put the work in, you're a little bit creative, you can create income streams. What are some of the other income streams that you've seen or ways to monetize an Instagram feed? You know, especially if you're talking to somebody who they don't have an existing business, but they want to use Instagram and think about different ways they can monetize it. All right. Well, that's a great point, um, not having a, an existing business, because I didn't have one when I started Men & Coffee either. I just kind of, you know, went for it, and then once I started getting all the followers, I was like, oh, crap, how am I going to monetize this? So the first thing that I did actually was partner up with a fulfillment company, and I'm with theprintful.com, and so they're basically like a dropship company mm -hmm. where... I created some t-shirt designs and, you know, I upload them there and basically if someone orders a shirt from me, then they handle, they print the shirt, they ship it out, handle any customer service. So it's kind of like a set it and forget it type thing. So that was where I first monetized. So I make t-shirts and coffee mugs that, you know, obviously had something to do with coffee. Um, so that's where I started. Then it was the shout outs. Um, and then I also do sponsored posts, which are a little bit different because it's usually from a brand, um, that's contacting me. So like if I'm doing a shout out to just, you know, an individual who's a model and he wants, you know, exposure, I'll charge him a hundred bucks or whatever. Yep. Um, if it's a brand, say like Keurig, they've sent me product before and then, you know, we negotiate, you know, more compensation on top of that to post basically an ad for them. So I have not seen you do that. Like on, like I'm, I'm not paying attention to your feed 100% of the time, right? But uh, I haven't seen those when I go to your site. It just kind of looks like that. How do you typically do that? Do you post it up for a t period of time, like a picture of, let's say, Keurig, and then you take it down after a while? Or how does that work? Um, people definitely do that. I usually, you know, one of the features of working with me is that I like to keep it on there for a lifetime is what okay. I say. Like I have no plans of deleting it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've definitely turned down a lot of people because they don't align with my brand. Sure. So Usually you don't notice the ad because I try and make it seem like it's not an ad. Ah, because, you know, there's girl. a lot of people who, you know, they get 100,000 followers and now they're like, oh, people are selling me product. And then their stream just turns into an advertisement like every day. It's like yep. buy this teeth whitener, buy this tea or whatever. Right. So, you know, like I said, I'm probably leaving money on the table, but having a feed that's more cohesive and high quality and doesn't look like spam is more important to me and look and it will end up attracting you know that higher end client who's willing to do a photo shoot specifically for me or whatever right so yeah well i like how you you say you keep the ads kind of native meaning you keep it looking it doesn't look like a blatant ad right you're not just going to see a big banner to go get something you're going to work no. it in it has to at least like will you tell them that uh Okay, let's just we'll use just Keurig for for an example. That all right, well you got it. If you're doing this on men and coffee, you've actually got to include a man and coffee with Keurig on this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I have a different negotiation with everyone who emails me, and like sometimes they want to provide the photo, or sometimes they just tell me that I can take the photo. Oh, so cool. if I can do it, then I can do it to my you know standard. Um, but I've definitely had people who were just like, okay, like here's some pictures, and it's just like a shot of their bag of coffee, and I'm like, have you looked at my feed? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is not what's on my feed. So um, yeah. So then sometimes it's a little back and forth, and then they end up you know making it work, or they don't. So. Um, but yeah, but that's just shows like for me how important it is to really like stick to your thing and be like, you know, strong about it and stick to your style because in the end it'll be worth it. Well, yeah. And it keep, it, you know, keeps brand longevity. Totally. So, so the, I, I've also seen some Instagram accounts where they do much more in-depth layouts where I, like I found one app that'll do this for you, Planogram, mm -hmm. and some of them where they'll use almost like a mosaic, but you know, six pictures or whatever will, 
it'll be like one big photo broken up into six pictures. So when you get there, it's like a gigantic photo as opposed to just a bunch right. of individual ones. Do you have any take on that? Effective, not effective, haven't really played with it? I have a take on everything, Brad. I figured you um. would. That's why I asked. <laughs> um, okay. Those things, sure, they look cool. Here's Okay, so here's the one way that I think you could use it. If you have a brand or a business or whatever, but you're not like ready to start posting on Instagram consistently, you could put up one of those and it's kind of like an advertisement, kind of like a placeholder for your account. So when somebody visits, they're like, oh, like look at this, it's cool or whatever. But if you have a thousand followers and you post one of those, that means you're going to have to post like nine images back to back and eight of them aren't going to make any sense because they're just like a corner of, you know, the piece, the big piece, right? That's what I was wondering as well, because it's like, well, yeah, if people are going to see this in their feed and they're either going to see like six or nine of them from you immediately and go, what the hell, you're clogging up my feed with crap, or you're just going to drop one that's like weird and it's not going to create enough curiosity and they'll just say i'm unfollowing this person absolutely so yeah so if you have like no followers and you want to do it at the very beginning go for it um or actually i have a girl in my facebook group who did one of these and she did an amazing job and it probably took her forever because she made it so that each image was like looked okay on its own Mm, nice So she, I don't know how she planned it out, but she planned it out so when each was cut into its little square, it could act as its own image. So I thought that that was great um, if you have the time to do that, but you definitely have to consider that because otherwise people are going to unfollow you for sure. Okay. Well, that's great because I was, the first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, that's really cool. And I could also see how, you know, you could have one account that is the one that you, you know, like your men in coffee or whatever, and then maybe you have a secondary account that you really, like you said, you don't really post to, you just kind of keep it there mm-hmm. as that as that billboard so that your your first account can, maybe in the link bio, you're driving people over to the other account, and then that's where the big call to action happens or something. Like I could, I was like, okay, I can see how, how to do that, but I'm glad you answered that because that also seems really complex and I didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It but like it's it. just so funny because people see that and they're like, this is cool. And then that's where the like thought process ends. Yep. Cool really. and effective are not yeah. always identical. <laughs> so uh, so cross promos. Um, when it comes to those, have you, have you gotten many people to do cross promos of you? Like, and have you reached out and asked for shout outs for yourself, either for your Insta with Alex account or your, your other ones? Um, I kind of feel like a snob because this is like <laughs> such a big thing. Like everyone's like, do shout outs. It'll get you exposure and blah, 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 which totally it does. It's totally fair way to get exposure. I don't normally reach out. Um, and this is just, I don't know, explanatory of like how I am. Like I just, I don't, I can't feature somebody else's content on my feed if it doesn't fit. Yep. Yeah, yours and yours is a different thing. Like you've actually got a lot of traction on your own. You don't have to do that, and your brand and your brand consistency is so important that you can't just do shout for shout. But so you haven't. But this one is like like have you reached out to other people to ask for shout outs to you? Um, To where like let's say it was me and I was like hey I post a picture uh, one of your pictures or something else and I say go check out Alex. Insta with Alex, right? Or go check out Women and Coffee so that it never really affects what happens on your Instagram page. It just affects what happens on everybody else's. Yeah, I mean, if people do that on their own, I thank them, but I I'm, I don't really ask for that. Okay. Uh, but that's the comes back to like providing value, right? So if I create a really good post on my Insta with Alex account, it's sometimes just so happens that people want to share that with their followers too. So I think if you're sharing good quality content, then it will get shared without you having to ask for it. But um, yeah, like on Men and Coffee, I've definitely done shout out for shout outs when somebody has approached me. And as long as like the photo that they send me fits in with my theme and my focus, then I'm happy to do it. Um, but yeah, so I would, I would just use that as like, you know, a standard for if you're going to do a shout out with somebody to just make sure that one, their account relates to your account mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, you obviously want to be sharing the same audience if you want to gain anything, right? Um, and that, you know, your images are both complementary on both their account and your account so that it's not like two 
stark of a contrast when you post someone else's stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, but, that makes um, sense. I definitely think that shoutouts can work for sure. But yeah. actually, here's another pro tip for shoutouts. Just because someone has a lot of followers does not mean they have an engaged audience. Right. So, if someone's like, hey, you know, I'll do a shout-out for you and it's only $20 and you're starting to think like, oh, this is like a great idea, blah, blah, blah. I mean, $20 is, you know, not that much, so it's not that big of a risk. But, um, yeah, just because someone has a lot of followers doesn't mean they have a lot of engagement and that means, you know, you won't get that much out of the shout out right so always 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 check how many likes they get on their pictures and how that ratio is to their follower count what ratio are you typically looking at for likes to follows um so the en engagement rate to the average engagement rate for like a good account would be three to five percent um, and the way you calculate that is um, the amount of likes plus the amount of comments divided by their followers and then times 100 to get a percentage. Okay. So <laughs> do you just grab one of the, not the most recent picture, but maybe one of the more recent? Yeah, I mean, obviously. Take, or take an average of like, you know, three or four of the most recent pictures? Yeah. So it fluctuates for everybody. Um, but, you know, if you, it, like, just if they have 1%, that's not that good. If they have, like, 10%, that's freaking amazing. So, um, yeah. And and then, but the thing with the engagement rate is it kind of changes. If, like, you only have 200 followers, your engagement rate's probably going to be, like, 35%. So mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it applies more to when they have a larger follower account. But... Um, yeah, definitely a good little like middle school math trick to kind of have in your back pocket. Yeah. Does does you are there tools out there? Uh, and I'm asking this for personal curiosity, but are there tools out there that allow you to analyze your demographics so that you plug in, I don't know, men and coffee and you can find out for instance how many men versus women followers you have or or geolocation of your followers or things like that? Um yeah, there there's a lot of analytic um, softwares on the scene right now and they all kind of provide a little bit different but I haven't seen many where they break it down that specific like how many men versus women um, the main one the most popular one is Iconosquare yeah I've um, heard of them so they'll give you I'm pretty sure they do um, geographic and then obviously like you know best times to post your most engaged photo how like the most photo or the photo that got the most comments that kind of stuff um but yeah there's always new ones coming onto the scene and some cost more than others so uh, i think you'd have to do a little bit of research to find the one that you know gathers the information that you're most interested in but a lot of them just kind of do the basic stuff so nice okay and then do you use any of them in particular or no um, I use Iconosquare. It's now um, it's now a paid feature, but it's literally like $2 a month or something like that. So it's super affordable and um, they've been around for a long time. So I kind of trust them the most. Another good one is squarelovin.com. Squarelovin? Like, yeah. like McLovin? Yeah. No G. <laughs> <laughs> Squarelovin. I like it. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's good to keep track of your analytics, but then, you know, all of it is kind of like situational. So it's like your best time to post is five o'clock, but if you've only posted at five o'clock, of course that's going to be <laughs> right. It's, post, yeah. Right. So I feel like there's a lot of like research that needs to be done on your own to like really come up with the truth, if you will. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, are you, um, with with what you're doing right now, you're you're teaching other people how to do this. Uh, I mean, you've got a Facebook mastermind group that you know I'm in, and there's some awesome posts in there. And I know you've got a lot of students from your course. Are there any success stories of people that you've kind of taught how to do this that stick out? And these don't have to be like you know zero to a million success stories, but just some that you're like, wow, this you know this person took this stuff I taught her or him and just ran with it and had a lot of success. Totally. Yeah. Um, I have one woman, her name's MJ, and she has an Etsy account and um, she sells handmade jewelry. And when I met her, she was just kind of like, oh, I've had this Instagram account and like I've never, you know, it's never done anything for me. Um, and so she joined my group. Uh, she bought an Instagram audit from me. She ended up enrolling in my course and was just always very like, she was just always there in the group, like always commenting on everything. And she was just obviously like she wanted to learn. So, you know, this <laughs> is 
you know, something you need to have if you want to succeed in anything. So she had the eagerness to learn, and now she's like, I can't, like, I get, she gets too many orders. Like, she's like, I had to, like, stop taking orders because I couldn't handle the amount that I was getting. Good problem to have. Exactly, right? So... Um, yeah, super proud of her. Um, yeah, I know another guy. I'm not going to say that, you know, he, um, I, I got him to this point, but he's, um, an, like an acrobat aerialist uh-huh. yoga type guy. Yeah. Acro he yoga. Met, I've heard of that. He met Britney Spears through Instagram and did like, um, a private session with her. Okay. More details. Um, I mean, I'm totally not claiming that I... No, but that no, but this is just... Uh, this is cool. Like, this is an Instagram success story in general of stuff yeah. that can happen. So <laughs> exactly. what, what details do you know about that? Um, I think he lives in Vegas, so that obviously had something to do with it because I think Brittany, you know, she either has a house there yeah. or whatever. She probably has a house everywhere. Um, so I think she either saw him in a show or something like that. They somehow met, and then she was like, I want to work with him. And then I remember him posting on Facebook about it, and everyone was so excited. <laughs> and then he, like, posted, like, an hour later, and he was like, oh, it kind of fell through. But then, like, two weeks later, he's like, okay, it's happening. And, yeah, so I guess he met her, and they did, like, a private stretching session, which I'm not quite sure what that consists of <laughs> i still think that's pretty amazing that's really cool just to be able to do that from as i said like in throughout history we've never had the ability to connect with people like social media has given us and all the different types of social media uh it was uh, gary vanerchuk was mm. on stage speaking at um uh, an event i was at like a week and a half ago and one of the things that he said he actually said I, I can sum up Gary's speech in like you know one or two words. Uh, fucking Snapchat. He's a, <laughs> if, you, if you ever watch any Gary, that'll make sense. Yeah, I love Gary V. Right, but uh, Snapchat. But then he also said this was poignant, where he goes, "Social media is no longer social media. Social media is the internet. Like yeah. it is, it is taken over. It is it, there is the social media, and then there's the rest of the internet." And I was like, that's a great point because you think about how much time we spend on whether it's Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter or, you know, all of these things. The um, uh, Those are some really cool stories. And you mentioned a second ago that you do Instagram audits. Yeah. Actually, T- tell me what that's like. One second. I'm, my computer's going to die, so I'm going to plug in. Yeah, go ahead. No worries. <laughs> So as Alex is plugging in her computer, I'll talk to you folks. Make sure there's no dead air. And let you know to go <laughs> Sorry, I didn't stuff. know if you'd be able to edit I can that. edit it out, but I might but. get lazy. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, your last question was about the Instagram audit. Yeah, because you mentioned something about that. So tell me what an Instagram audit is. Um, yeah, so it's just one of the services I offer where um, I take a look at your account and I basically analyze it from head to toe. Um, so, you know, I start with like even your profile picture, your bio, um, your call to actions, what kind of content you're uploading, um, your following, like who you're following, who's following you. Like, um, and basically I, I, I do like a review on all of those things and I say, you know, you're doing this well or you're doing this not that well. And then I give you suggestions um, and actionable advice that you can take and implement right away to kind of make your account more efficient mm-hmm. um, and kind of start working for you. So Great. Now, what, what do you charge people typically for that or does it vary? Um, well, you know what? I used to charge, I used to charge 130 I think 130 bucks, but... I've since increased the rate after I um, created my course, which mm-hmm. is Infamous to Influential, because I realized I was charging less for like one-on-one work with me than I was for the my product. <laughs> I was just like, wait a second. Yeah, something's not right here. <laughs> yeah, so I have since upped it to two hundred and twenty-five bucks, which is still a pretty good, you know, price for somebody who's you know, trying to grow their business. Absolutely. That's really, no, that's very reasonable. Yeah. So that's where that sits now. Um, yeah. So, you know, some people like, like some people learn in different ways, right? So my course is like a series of videos and workbooks and some people find it hard to like take action on their own. Um, so if I give them like the specifics for their account, um, that works better for them. So that's why I offer like a variety of things. That's awesome. That's high touch and that's kind of rare. A lot of times, you know, these days. So I think that's really cool. 
Um, what about what about let, let me turn the tables on you and I'll see if there's any areas where I can help you out as I mentioned earlier that I would ask you like you know what's a nut you're trying to crack in your own business so whether it is um, you know whether it's trying to get you know your Instagram accounts to do something or trying to grow your business in one way or another whether it's a a person you're trying to hire a resource you're trying to get you know what's something that you know, if if you were sitting here talking to a podcast host who knows a lot of stuff and knows a lot of people, you would ask him. Right. Um, well, I feel like, you know, my business is kind of like rapidly growing. Like ever since I came out with the course and stuff like that, um, I just got like a much bigger response than I was ever expecting. Nice. So I'm just kind of like always like running to like keep up with it and I'm the type of person where, like, if somebody comments on my Facebook group, like, I need to respond. (laughs) Yeah. Let, you know, it just go. So, um, so I'm kind of struggling with the idea of, like, hiring someone, but being, like, a control freak at the same time. And just, like, you know, learning to, like, let go of certain parts of my business. Yep. Um, So, you know, I don't, I, like you know, that email course, um, that took a lot of effort for me to write. Like, I feel like I can write okay. Um, like I can, you know, keep a conversation going over email, but it takes me a lot of effort to sit down and like make that happen. So, you know, maybe one day I want to hire like a copywriter, Mm -hmm. but, but then that's that feeling. I'm like so scared. Well, like, is that person going to sound like me? Um, are they going to be able to convey this topic the way that I would? You know, there's a um, there's a secret that I learned a while back. So copy is I've done a lot of copywriting, both for my own businesses and for some of my clients. And you're absolutely right. I totally get the the concern there. And a friend of mine who was giving me this advice, he said something a few years ago to me, and it totally flipped. Every, it made everything easier. So he, you've heard of the eighty twenty principle, right? right? Mm-hmm. So for anybody who hasn't, the eighty twenty is. Uh, you know, you can do 20% of the input to get 80% of the results. But he said this is a variation on 80-20. He called it 10-80-10. So as it applies to copy, he says, I'm going to do the first 10%, meaning I'm going to lay out the skeleton. If it's a sales, let's just say it's a sales page or or it's an info product. I'm going to do the first 10%. I'm going to lay out the outline of it, and I might even write the introduction and a couple of things just to give it my voice. And then I'm going to bring in the copywriter to or the or the expert or the whoever is going to fill in the blanks, and they're going to fill in the final uh, the next 80%. And they're going to do it to a good degree, but then I'm going to be the one who brings the final 10% home, and that is in the area of editing, etc. Now the benefits of this is you get a a product or you know you get a work product that you really like that you started and you finished but you didn't have to go through all the other crap but on top of that it's usually cheaper much cheaper to get that person to do the work because they're not starting from a blank page right so i love that and i've used that whether i'm writing sales copy or you know helping to create other products to where just understanding that you're not totally giving up all the all, you know all the reins of control you know, you've got it in the beginning, you've got it in the in the end, and you let somebody else kind of take care of the middle. So I don't know if that helps you or any of the listeners. No, it, absolutely, it, I like that. Cool, but yeah, I can definitely get you kind of over that, you know, over that hump. What about um, so so right now your primary your primary business is obviously selling the 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 course on Instagram marketing, and you've got monetization strategies that you use for women in coffee, men in coffee. Uh, are there any other things that um, you know you're kind of trying to grow? Like, for instance, and you don't have to get, you don't have to go into too much detail because we're over the air. But has the I know you're selling you, you've got merchandise and T-shirts on the on the back end of that. Is ha, have sales of that just been kind of okay? Is that something you're looking to grow? Is it has it been a challenge in any way? Um, yeah, it's definitely not something that I've been pushing that much. Um, it's just it, kind of free money, right? It comes in yeah, and it's exactly. like, cool. Yeah, exactly. And that's the like beauty of the whole print fulfillment company is that, you know, I don't hold any inventory and yeah, it's free money. I get, you know, 15 bucks profit or something like that whenever someone orders. So sure. it's not a lot of money, but it's nice. But I have recently been thinking about that, like on my men and coffee, you know, of course, I'm a business person, so I'm like, I need to build my list, and that's been a goal for a long time. So 
on my Men in Coffee site. Actually, I think I saw you subscribe today. Ah, yeah, I did. Um, my So I have like a gallery or whatever. It was just something to get people to sign up. Mm-hmm. But um, and, and this is kind of a little bit under wraps, but kind of not at the same time. So I had a plan to create a coffee table book for Men in Coffee. So I you know, went out of my way and got everybody's permission from the photographers and the models and whatever um, to create a printed book of some of the best images from nice. Men and Coffee. Um, and I was super excited about it. And like, obviously, I told all these people because I had to ask permission from them. So they're all like, when is it coming out? And then turns out, obviously, the resolution of Instagram images are not that high. Uh, it's not as so- good for... So the way that I designed the book was like just questionable and then I was going to order it overseas and it was like you need to put down like a $3,000 deposit just to like see one copy and I was just oh, like... Oh man. Yeah, so I kind of put it on hold. But anyway, I was building my list so that I could potentially, you know, market that to them through email. Sure. Um, however, I'm kind of put that on hold until I can figure out, you know, a way to work around that. So now I'm kind of like, maybe I should pull the list building and just promote, you know, the sales of the t-shirts or something just to have, you know, more income coming in. Yeah. So basically how to kind of better manage and monetize your list and add value, but also create income from it is a, yeah, nah, nice. So it's constantly growing. So it's like, I can always market the book to them later when it happens. But yeah, so I have been thinking about you know, upping my merchandise game. Mm-hmm. Do you do you email your list very often on those? No. Okay. So, like, when you sign up, you'll get, like, three emails over the next, like, couple weeks that's just, like, one, like, I offer you, like, 15% off or something. Mm-hmm. The other one will tell you about women and coffee. And then I ask you to submit images if you want to be on the site. And those are kind of, like, the only emails that I made. And then I just kind of left it. And now it's just just you know people sitting in my subscribers list <laughs> yeah have you have you have you found that uh, list growth has been pretty decent like are is it like are you tracking that at all like how you know um yeah it's definitely not bad for men and coffee it's much better on my insta with alex because i you know i'm trying to get people on my list well and that makes sense too because they're actually there to learn something on men and coffee they're just there to kind of be like eye candy yeah, exactly. So, yes, but as Instagram as a list building tool is great. Um, and that comes back to, you know, obviously having like a good offer. So something for free usually is the best. Um, and having that call to action in your bio. And then also including a call to action in every post that you make. Yeah. So I'll post and I'll, you know, give a tip about Instagram marketing. And it's, you know, very um, you know, specific and there's actual tips. And then at the end I say, if you want more, if you want this or that, then click the link in my bio and it works quite well. Um, and I use a uh, link shortener. So I use bit.ly mm-hmm. to track how many clicks I get. So um, a lot of people just, you know, link to their website, but they don't track it. So that's not a great way to see if what you're doing is working or not. So definitely recommend a link shortener for sure. Right. Yeah. And I've also noticed how, especially on Insta with Alex, you treat most, if not all of your posts there as like blo- almost like miniature blog posts. You, you put a lot of, you, you know, you put a lot of text in your bios and I'm like, I remember thinking that like, Oh, this is so smart. Cause I'm actually reading what you're writing in there. And it's just another way for a blog post as opposed to just throwing up a picture with a little caption. Totally. So it's kind of, yeah, microblogging. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It works for some people, right? So some people will write, you know, one sentence and they'll get a lot of likes on their picture or whatever. But I think, you know, in the end, like for me, of course, I want likes on my picture, but really I want you to learn and I want you to trust me as the expert. So giving you that information in my caption is, you know, the most important. So yeah, so yeah so that's how I approach it, and it seems to work, and that's nice to hear that you actually read it, because I also question that. I'm like, do people read this whole thing? Am I wasting my time? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's good, be- especially because, like you said, it's microblogging, because you're not putting up a 500-word post on there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not long, but it's more than just – it's it's a lot longer than a tweet. Yeah. And it's easy, di- easy to digest, and I kind of took mental note on that. Like if I – you know, for st- the Stiletto brand, we're not – you know, we don't, there's no need for a big, long post there. But, um, I mean, I know a lot of people who are, you know, building out their personal brand and as a consultant or an expert, et cetera, I just see it as a, as a great way because it's got so much interaction on 
Instagram as it is, and it doesn't just take a second for them to read the, the, you know, the little, what do you call it, the little comment section or the bio. Yeah. Not the bio, but uh, yeah. Yeah. this has been this has been really awesome. If 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 people want to, well, let me ask. I was going to ask you this earlier. Do you have done for you services too? Do people hire you to manage their accounts, or right now you're just selling the stuff? I mean. Selling the stuff, yeah. Um, I I do. Um, so here's the problem with being a one person kind of business is that there's not enough time in the oh, day. Yeah. So um, I used to take one on one clients, and now I have to like turn people down because I want to focus on building the courses. So like I have one course now, but I'm building a more comprehensive one um, for the future. So that's kind of where my focus is. Um, but I do have an assistant on hand who's somebody that I actually went to school with and I trust her and she's done a really good job with her own Instagram. So her and I kind of have an agreement that if anyone wants to work with me, um, you know, I will guide her in doing that. Um, and you know, like, cause the thing is people want to hire me to work with me. So I feel bad, like <laughs> pushing them off to somebody else. So no, um, but this is good because it's like, you know, that friend of yours has, Obviously, your skill set and other skill sets, and maybe I mean, she can still come to you, and you guys can collaborate. Hey, this person needs this. What do you think? So they're kind of getting the you. They're getting the best of both worlds. Yeah, and I think that you know I love to like. So I would do you know the initial consult and like you know talking to you about your brand and who it is you want to reach and what your goals are and that kind of stuff, and then you know relay that to my team, and then I'm always there to oversee. Like, and that's me being a control freak again. Like, I don't want her, even though I trust her, mm-hmm. I'm let her go and publish everything right away without me seeing it. Totally, hundred like percent convinced. So yeah, so it is available. Um, I will say off the bat that I think that I charge a little bit. more more than the average social media manager just because I think that my quality is more high quality. Um, So there is that to consider. But yeah, I'm definitely open to anybody who's interested in that. No, that's great. You know, that is something that's kind of cool as well is, um, you know, the people who go through your course, Mm -hmm. you probably could, there is probably another business opportunity for you to say, listen, go through my course. Uh, certification these days is huge. Like if I was you, I would create a, a certified Instagram marketing expert program, which means if you go through my course, uh, pass a couple tests or whatever, and there's ways to do this, um, that you get, in essence, an Alex Tooby seal of approval that you can use, although it's not called the Alex Doobie seal of approval, but, uh, you know, a certified Instagram marketing expert. And you could literally create that. There's nothing to, uh, I don't know if you could use the word Instagram in there, but you might be able to use something like that to where people can now, uh, you know, they've been building out their brands and maybe they're not super duper experts in monetizing it. But if you start to get more business than you can kind of handle, you're training people to kind of come work for you and, you know, build up their resume and even create an income that way. Right. Yeah, no, that's an awesome idea. <laughs> so that's what this show's all about. Sizzling cool. hot business ideas. Guaranteed to make you fat. <laughs> Profits. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my tagline. That was my just reading the the podcast <laughs> yeah. tagline. No, so it's funny when you first contacted me, I like told my boyfriend, I'm like, someone with a podcast called Bacon Wrap Business wants to interview me. And he's like, That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, the uh the the podcast name itself has gotten quite a bit of attention just for no other reason and they're like you had me at bacon i don't care yeah. what it's about i'm in <laughs> i'm in um okay so we are kind of coming to the end of the podcast here so this has truly been uh, enlightening and i guarantee you that my listeners are going to love this because i have not covered it before a and it is still kind of the wild west out there with marketers trying to figure out Instagram and figure out how to do it, especially because it's frustrating because it's not a quick, it's not a, it's not just a pull the trigger and boom, here comes the money. Right. So it takes more finesse. And I think you've done a great job at finessing the process and then codifying it in a way that other people can learn from you. So let's tell some folks where they can go get on your, um, get more knowledge from you, whether it's your, your email course or your you know, just actually what you should do is just buy her 
infamous to influential course because obviously you've heard some good stuff here and I think we're just scratching the surface. So where can I go to get more? Cool. Um, yeah, obviously my website is just alextubi.com, so you can find pretty much everything there. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's instagram.com forward slash insta with Alex. Um, and then the other main place where I share like a lot of content and free value is my Instagram group on Facebook. So um, that's just the Instagram Marketing Mastermind. So I think if you just type that in, in Facebook, um, it should come up. Again, you can find that on my website and stuff too. So yeah, and then there's men in coffee, women in coffee. Every Everywhere I am, I've kind of linked everything together. So, you know, just go to my website and you'll find everything you need. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. So guys, uh, take a look at this. I will tell you the people who thought that, well, Instagram's not for me. I think you're wrong. There is so much attention and engagement going on Instagram. It's one of the most frustrating things is you can't put links inside your little posts. So it drives marketers that I know batshit crazy, including me. But that just means that once more, it's a finesse game. Your your one link in your bio has to be spot on and you've got to um, create valuable content that makes people want to go there. So it does make you up your game. But I have found from the people that I know who are just killing it with Instagram, they're having a ton of success because of that, because it's not as it's not as spammy and it's not uh, a place where real spammy marketers are going to last for very long. So if you're not and you've got quality stuff, I think it's a great opportunity for you to go after. I know I'm going after it in a very big way and I've started to see more and more people do it. I, uh, I've i seen multiple people out there with Instagram courses and experts. I've probably read 50 to 100 different blog posts on this stuff, but I reached out to Alex because I followed her for at least the past couple months at minimum and I can tell that she knows what she's doing. She's got a good grasp on this. She's got proof of concept and both in her own personal brand Insta with Alex which you'll notice is awesome but then her other ones she's got a you know a, a good variety of strategies out there and she's not teaching you how to hack the system and to use all these automated tools which kind of depresses me because I like hacking things but it also reminds me that if you're going to build a real community of folks that are, are you know are going to be loyal to your brand whether it's your personal brand or a product brand or just an interest that can feed other brands then you got to put the effort in and then once you know how to do it it's not rocket science but it, as i mentioned it takes a little bit of finesse so with that being said go check out alex's stuff she's been nice enough to spend an hour with us on the phone here today and you guys have been awesome to stick around and listen to me pick Alex's brain and uh, figure this stuff out for myself and for your benefit. So Alex, once more, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Yeah, thank you. I loved it. It was fun. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, the one big way you can pay me back uh, besides sending me a, a, a little paper bag full of $100 bills for this episode is go to iTunes and review this puppy because uh, not only will I re- uh, read every single one of them, but I will. Um, it'll help me quote hack the iTunes standings because every review I get helps bolster this already successful show up the ratings even further. And uh, as always, if you want to get uh, my attention, send me an email to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com, as well as send me an email with a topic you'd like to hear me cover or a question you've got. Once more, ask Brad at baconwrapbusiness.com. And of course, this episode is brought to you by stilettocoffee.com. So you can go check that out as well. Alex, once more, thanks a million. And we will talk to everybody else on the next episode of Bacon Wrap Business.